Hello and welcome to the Plebeian Power Hour with your hosts, Tiffer and Kim. We are going to be talking today about the congressional UFO hearings and anything else we want regarding that. So buckle up and put on your tinfoil hats, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to go on a ride. Put on a couple tinfoil hats. Also, I'd like to have you all have a moment to thank Tiffer, because I was going to do this entire episode with a Midwestern accent. So, just to prove, And you I know. feel bad that I ruined that. <laughs> like, I kind of want to bring that back. It might slip in, because I can't <laughs> help it sometimes when we're talking about uh, alien encounters. Yeah. So, it's not UFO anymore. It's UAP. Which means two different things. And they refer to it as two different things, and it drives me crazy. Yeah. So... I think the official thing, and I think they just changed it so nobody knows, but the official thing is unidentified anomalous phenomena. And before that, it was unidentified aerial phenomenon. And so when they are referring to it, they refer to it just as a UAP, and it means sometimes in the air... Sometimes I think the not. official thing, the anomalous <laughs> one, just means, all right, sometimes it's not in the air. Like, could be in the water. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever it is, could be in space. And they admittedly only use this different verbiage because UFO has such an embarrassing connotation. That's that right. That is the only reason they changed it. Which is funny because in five, you know, ten years, UAP is going to have mm-hmm. the same thing. Because but... of the disinformation campaign. But to get back to that congressional <laughs> hearing... What they they they've actually had several uh, recently, but this one that they had on July twenty sixth, they brought in uh, three witnesses and the I think House Oversight Committee interviewed. But before you begin, several they have had several. They've had several UAP things in the last couple of years. In the last couple and of years. couple this year. Do you know in why? Trump asked. Trump put through a COVID bill. For like $2.3 trillion. And in that bill, it was required that they look into these UAP And and part of that is because there was a leak in 2017. And one of the videos that they talked about in this particular congressional hearing was leaked in 2017. And so that started the uh, interest again. Okay, so I'm sorry I interrupted you. You were talking about the congressional hearing. We have three... Uh, witnesses who are brought before, do you know what committee it was? Uh, it's the House Oversight Committee. The House Oversight Committee. And the reason it's the House Oversight Committee is because what the implication is, is that the U.S. government has been hiding knowledge of UAPs from the public. And so Congress <laughs> is going to get to the bottom of it. Right. And to give you a little bit more of a background, there's two main players. And I actually, you probably can have the names. I, my notes are terrible on this one. So, but there's a guy named Burchett, Burchett or Burchett from he, Tennessee. Yeah. And he's kind of in charge of this with a lady named Mrs. Luna. And sh- I got to be honest, like Burchett has admitted that he has been a UFO guy since he was in like just out of diapers he comes across <laughs> as a ufo guy he does and he's like your midwest it. accent that you were faking the person it who might be it. why i he, chose it <laughs> he kind of has that same level of accent because i watched a um 
a press conference, I think after the first day, because I think this has gone on a few days, but it's kind of confusing. Um, and he was like, oh, we need to get to the bottom of this. I got to make sure we get to the bottom of this because I've been really, you know, believing in this since I was a youngin and I, blah, 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 blah. you know, my, my original one was better than this accent wise. I just want to. It's blah. true. Your original was way better. <laughs> Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to be him and it's, it's not working, but, um, but I just, I mean, that will lead to a tinfoil hat theory that I have later. later. Mm-hmm. So they're giving this, these interviews, but, but Tim, Tim, is that his name? Tim Burchett? I don't even, I don't, I didn't even take name. any of the Congress people's names oh. down. Well, Burchett and Luna are, are the main people in charge of this. They're the ones that kind of brought it forth and they're the ones who start a lot of the questions yeah and so they're starting to ask questions to these guys they give like a five minute uh cap of who they are and you have david fraber of the air force david grush of air force intelligence and ryan graves also of the air force yeah so you've got these three guys who are all military men the uh ryan graves is now the head of uh something called uh, Americans for Safe Aerospace. And it is essentially like a not-for-profit where you can say you you turn in your weird sightings Yeah, he wanted a place for pilots to be able to report what they had seen. Yes. And that's what he was saying and doesn't I exist. And I went to that website, and then I have another layer of tinfoil hat because of that website. Because... N- you know, you can report, but you ain't seeing anyone else's reports here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so tinfoil hat on I that one. I was very disappointed <laughs> on that. But uh, then another guy, the David Fravor, he was the one, that video we were talking about yeah. that got leaked in 2017. Uh, if you were to look up Tic Tac video, yes. you'd find it. He was one of the pilots. He was not the one who videoed. Not the one who videoed. He but went he out saw in the all. first group because they were seeing stuff on surveillance they went in on the radar and he went out to check it out and he sees this thing and he explains all the ways that he sees this thing and how it has no propulsion possibilities there's no wings it's just shaped like the the mint the tic-tac mint and and it's everywhere and it's going too fast and it's going up and down and over and under and so they go back and another crew comes out and that crew is the one that got the video and um yeah so he says that there were four pilots who saw it mm-hmm. he was one of them they have uh some video they have some radar stuff although he says when they approached it that their equipment essentially got jammed yep. and did not function uh, and it's the story is fascinating like and this short video that they have is kind of neat to see yeah but what he says is not only was it jammed but here's this you know, he said there was a disturbance in the water, like white water in the middle of a practically still water day. Like there are waves because it's the ocean, but it was white water and there were no other white water yep. items in, in the area. It wasn't, you know what I mean? So then he says um, it, you know, shoots horizontally up. It hovers in the sky. It does. Um, they've been keeping track of it for like two weeks because it would go up to 80,000 feet. And just stay there for a really long time. And then it would come back down. And and so now here it is at 20,000 feet. So they go to check on it. And they go check on it. It moves around. It does its thing. And then 
by the time they're done with this video, it's 60 miles away in 60 seconds. Yeah. So they're like, whoa, what was that? So they put it through the chain to have it investigated and never hear anything back from it again. And then the third guy, this is where the conspiracy stuff goes nuts. Yes. So the third guy is a fellow by the name of David Grush. He's kind of the main player. He, as far as, he's the one who presents the the information that you're like, okay, something, right. the, the what he presents basically puts you in a position where you're like, there's some level of conspiracy. Mm-hmm. There has to be because what he's saying is that he, he makes several claims. So first off, who he is, he was served in the Air Force for 14 years. He was a major in 2019 when they started, they when, started putting some of these. Yeah. Trump has said now, open this up. You guys need to start. Oh, actually, he says it later. This yeah, is actually so right in 2020, he but he, in 2019, he's asked to work on something where he's supposed to go find, identify all these um, existing UAP programs. And he's supposed to kind of coordinate and mm-hmm. work with these all these different programs because there's a lot of them. So, in his testimony, his testimony is basically, "All right, I didn't see anything, yes, but I have talked to many, many, many people while while performing my job, mm-hmm. and I have information that the U.S. has recovered multiple alien spacecraft. Yep, the U.S. has recovered." Non-human biologics. The U.S. has a retrieval and reverse engineering program in which several people have actually like been physically harmed trying to recreate the technology that they've recovered. Just like in the movies. Yeah. Just like in the movies. It's like, you know, Independence Day, Men Mm -hmm. in Black sort of, you know, stuff that he's talking about. and, And they ask him questions and they're like, well, how do you think this is possible? You know, like, where would the funding come from? And he says, oh, I could tell you where the funding comes from. And they say, all right, tell us. And his answer to a lot of things, well, I can't tell you here. I can't tell you You in have to have this special building you go into called a skiff. And it's where you can have your secret conversations of confidential information where you know that it's not being listened into by other sources. Yeah. So this is a public hearing. Yes. I want, you could just watch this on YouTube. I just watched Which it on YouTube. Which is exactly where I got this public hearing from. But the skiff is referred to many times. He's like, I can't tell you, but I could talk to you about that in the skiff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what kind of fuels a lot of this stuff is he's saying all these kind of outlandish things. Oh, and yeah. They're like, oh, give me some details. He's like, oh, I can't give you details. Mm-hmm. The only information that he says that he's able to give is stuff that's kind of already been public already. Right. Otherwise, he has uh, higher than a non-disclosure agreement. He is is not allowed to talk about it. So this is another tinfoil hat layer. And by the time I'm done, I got 25 layers on my tinfoil hat. But where I think if he is a whistleblower, because he he has brought this to Congress. It wasn't Congress. I mean, uh, the two. He brought it to the Department of Defense. Right. And. And um, they said that there was enough truth in it that they wanted it to be investigated by this committee. And so the committee guy is like, absolutely, like, we're yeah. going to we're going to cling on to this. Cling on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but he is 
kind of one of the top people in in his tier, which is, you know, fairly high in the government, in the entire UAP task force. Like he is yep. kind of you don't get higher than him until you are in the upper echelons of the government. And so he's like, if I can't have access to things, because he does try and get some information. Yeah. He says like, that he's gone to yeah. several places and they basically just say, you don't have authorization. Don't have and he's like, who higher could Who's, give authorization? Yeah. You know, I, I've been told this is my job mm-hmm. to go get this information. And you're telling me you don't have authorization. You know, who, who can give it to and me? And don't forget. In this point where he has authorization, he has heard about ships, he has heard about alien bodies, he has heard about alien technology, and yet there's something higher he has no authorization to know. So if his words are to believe, and it was, I watched um, a news interview with him by News Nation, and the reporter is like, in in his little commentary that kind of plays over some B-roll, he was like, I... I don't know if he's just a really well-spoken crazy person or if this is true. (laughs) Because he's very well-spoken. He doesn't seem crazy. He does not seem crazy. He seems very lucid. Everything is even keel and just like comes out of his mouth as facts, but not like too intensely and not under and like he just is really well-spoken. And and what he seems to me is is like... my assessment of these three guys is he seems to be the type of person that the the truth really matters. You know, this is important. You know, procedures matter. This matters. He's a very procedure oriented, very truth oriented person. And and I don't know what plays. You talk to like the David Fravor guy. He's one. I believe everything he's saying. You like, can't help it because he seems like a. He's just sweet, talking kind of yeah, like casually yeah. even. And they even asked you know like. Why did you guys come here? And and his response was kind of like, I didn't even really want to, but this other person told me I should come, so I was well, like, he, all right, I'll come. He was shaking. He was shaking in front of everybody. And he's nervous to be there. He kept grabbing his yeah. thumb because he's like trying to stop himself from shaking. This this and, was an uncomfortable situation for him to be in. And he seems very open to the. I'm just going to tell you what I yeah. saw. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I have no theories. I just know. I've never seen anything like it. I don't think we have the technology. Yeah. I've, ne- you know, nothing I know nothing in the world know. can do what I saw. Right, because at this time, don't forget, this is, you know, two thousand four was when they saw the United States had the technology of the world back then. Like in the yep. last twenty years, other countries have gained technology, but at the time, the United States has the technology. And they're like, we've never seen anything like this. And if you watch the video, the guy's like, oh, my gosh, it's, it's tilting. And it's in 135 mile an hour winds. And it's just sitting there. And it's not being impacted at all. And it's, and it's adjusting. And it's doing, like, these things. And then it's speeding off into the wind faster than these guys yeah, can keep no up. there's no wings. There's yeah. no whatever. They can't see no any. No engine. No exhaust. Yeah, no exhaust. Mm-hmm. Nothing that indicates how it's moving at all. So, but he also says, I, I'm pretty sure it was him. He says, um, either there is some sort of, you know, non-human technology or the government is keeping a secret of their technology. Yeah. And so he's even saying, hey, I don't even know what this is from, but this isn't anything I'd ever seen before. Yeah. And all, all he's really there for is, this is what I saw. 
you can't convince me I didn't see it. Something yeah. is up. And and the other guys, that's not necessarily true. So the Ryan Graves is the head of that organization. Yeah. He says, I think, that he had personally seen something, but most of his information it. comes from reports that reports. other people are giving to his organization. And the interesting thing is what he said that he had mostly, the, the one that he had seen was like a, a gray cube in like a clear sphere. Oh, is, yeah. Is what he said that he had seen. And it might have been him actually who said, if they're from another country of Joan, like if it's a drone from another country, we have a national security issue. Yeah. And if we, you know, if nothing else, if nothing else, then we have an air safety issue. So it, I think it was actually him that said that. But they're, they're not as intense as David Grush. And David is the one answering most of the questions. Because his stuff asked. is the really, he's, he's suggesting that we have, mm. you know, vehicles and that we have alien, which he doesn't call like extraterrestrial. He specifically is just like, it's non-human. Oh. He gets into this thing, and I can't remember now if it was in the oh, interview or if it was in the congressional It's thing, in the congressional where thing. Where he talks about maybe they're from different dimensions. Yeah. I tell you, this man cannot layer tinfoil on my head any faster. Because... Because <laughs> they asked him, you know, like, you're saying, you're saying, saying non-human. non-human like, human, why do you, but you why say are extraterrestrial? You saying, he says, I don't know if it's not from the But Earth. why would a different dimension mean it was non-human? Wouldn't that mean it was human? Why are you saying non-human if it's from a different dimension? And I'm well, like, I think I'm what they confused. said in that particular case was not of this world. And then he, he said, didn't. He said non-human. Well, I he said non-human for the biologics. It. And oh, then when they were talking, nope. when he went into his theory, I think it was, oh, you know, out possible. of this world. You know, why do you say it's something from off this world? Well, but he goes into but the he, dimensional. Yeah, thing he goes into this weird. In the interview with the news guy, the news guy was like, "How come we didn't see these things coming from outer space?" And he, because we have satellites, yeah. we have things that that track this. And he's like, "Interdimensional." And I'm like, "I, I don't even want to put that tinfoil layer on my head." But that is truly. I mean, it's not like I was holding on very strong, but that's where he lost me. I was like, "I smell conspiracy." Well, and he also so... goes on to say. <laughs> Like, I, I'm not a physicist. I can't explain mm-hmm. it. This is the best that it's been explained to me sort of thing. But it really is odd. Like, the way he talks is odd. Like, the David Fravor guy, he just talks like yes, like a normal, you know, person talking. Everything that Grush says seems... Oh, I have so many things to say about him. And, and it doesn't necessarily seem like he's lying or anything. Absolutely but it does. It, it doesn't seem like he's just talking normally. Okay. I'm going to jump in because okay. I know that we're going to get to our theories. I'm going to jump in on this theory because I hate forgetting later. <laughs> yeah. But I was watching the interview with him on News Nation. And I'm just kind of, you know, just watching him. So at first I type it while he's watching and I'm typing up notes and then I rewind it and I just look at him. I'm not even really looking for information because I already have the information. But it was like every time he could word something in a way that, you know, it was like the truth, but like not really the truth. He would get like this look of pride in his eyes where he's like, oh, yes, I explained that in a way where no information was really given. Ah, you know, like, I'm so proud. And I was like, that's weird. But then there was this time 
where the reporter says, it's good that we have people like you looking out for the safety of the people. Yeah. And he gets this look on his face that is guilty. Like this, like, like this. uh, uh, And then he like pushes through (laughs) the look on his face. And I thought, okay, this man in my conspiracy theory has been given permission to speak about certain things. And I think when he can kind of angle it in a way where he's getting the narrative, he's proud of himself. And then when he realizes that people are relying on him and he's not being completely truthful, I think that makes him feel bad. See, and I like I couldn't pick up a lot of those sort of signals, but what I did pick up is he doesn't sound like he's just talking. Like if you were to ask somebody... You know, like, what did you see? Like, David Fravor answers, like, holy crap. Like, this was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. There's this tic-tac-shaped thing, and it's flying through the air, and I don't know, you know, how it's doing it. But everything that uh, Grush says seems very calculated. Calculated. That was the word I had been thinking. And and part of me is like, okay, is that just because (laughs) he's very worried about following the rules of this is what I'm allowed to talk about and this is what I'm not allowed to. If you are whistleblowing, why in the world do you care so much about those rules? Uh, I think it could just be his personality because that's the way I picked up. But I, I also wonder, like, in my head, what I don't understand is you're in front of Congress. The con- con- the people in Congress have said, hey, we will protect you. You know, wh- whatever you have to say, we will protect you. And in my head, I think this is one of the highest levels of the government. You know, we have these three equal level- levels of the government. Yeah, but this is the House. This is the House. They're going to be gone in a year and a half. But But still, you're saying this in public. If yeah. anything happens to you after you say this, it is not going to look good oh, and that for is anybody. Exactly and you're talking in front of Congress, and you could it. literally say, I'm afraid for my life, which mm-hmm. he practically says. Like the, the, one of the questions that they asked all of them was, have you ever felt like you were in danger for speaking out? And, and the two others were like, no, I never felt like I was in danger. And he was like, absolutely. I felt, you know, physically in danger and i know of people who have been hurt for speaking out and potentially killed for speaking out and he says this and i think why don't you just say to congress i'll tell you anything you want you guys when when i walk out of the building you stand next to me till i get you you know to my car to my car you know not to my car (laughs) to your car make me safe you know and i will tell you anything because that People are asking questions, you know, because he doesn't know anything. You know, he's never seen it. And they're like, but he's like, I know who has. I can give you names. Not here, but I can give you names somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, get get this information, you know, from him and ideally make it public. Well, they won't let the Congress into the skiff. So they have have asked and they won't let them in. But that's why I just think if you're Congress, step up and just say, whatever you say here, I promise you no repercussions. Yes, I don't know that they have the authority to do that. But Who does? I, the president. Then get the president. <laughs> tell him to say it. Goo goo gaga, you have permission. <laughs> 
But anyway, hey. to get off that, like, it, it really is. His testimony is very strange. And yes, his demeanor is very strange. strange. But I have met people that have that same sort of demeanor that I absolutely trust. So I don't know. There, there, there was a guy I knew that was well, in the military that this, had that same type of demeanor. I absolutely, this ties into my personal tinfoil hat idea, is I truly believe this man was selected to be the spokesperson. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Because I think he's well-spoken, and I think he comes off very trustworthy. (coughs) I think he has his own personal, I'm going to tell, you know... the truth mm-hmm. sort of thing. And what I think is that he was just kind of used is that people and I think were he's essentially like feeding him, you know, information and expecting because him to be the one who goes out and propagates it. You can't hit a point. You just can't not seeing any evidence in person and not have a little bit of you question. But when this man talks, he does not question. And so that is why I'm like, I think he's been given permission to say a certain amount of things, maybe to convince people of things, maybe, I don't know. But I think when he fits into those parameters, he's like, yahoo. And then, and, but he always carefully words it to stay within his parameters. So that when this is over, and it was, it was kind of interesting when I'm watching the congressional hearings and I'm. And I'm hearing him talk. And when he talks, I'm like, I believe every word this man's saying. But when I'm typing it up and I'm reading it back, I'm like, this just sounds good on paper. Like, everything he says sounds good on paper. And it's really weird. Because if you were to go back and read it, he would, you know, when he's talking, he says something that's very dismissive. But if you were to go back and say, oh, well, he said this. Oh, wait, no. He's, he dismissed it here, like, and it's so weird. Like, that's why I cannot help but think that there is something deeper in here. And I think he is in, included in the circle. And, and it definitely could be. So that, this was probably, I think you were saying this was like the most watched congressional hearing Which is sad because I think they only got to like 100,000. <laughs> which... But but again, a lot of that, what happens is then it gets picked up. So yeah. this was on pretty much every major news station mm-hmm. covered some aspect of this. Like local news was covering it. Like the major news places were, were covering it. It does make me feel like a loser, though, because I watch a, quite a few of these hearings because I find them interesting. And if, a, if the main one has 100,000, then how many of us are <laughs> sitting around? On our on our exercise bikes, watching the other ones. See, and I hate watching them normally because they're so politicized. And the weird thing about this yeah. one is that it's not. Yeah. Well, like you. There's side, very yeah. little. Normally, fighting. whatever for whatever reasons, when the Democrats and the Republicans have their hearings, if you know one of them shows any sympathy towards uh, a witness, for example, then the other side is just hostile yes. to that person, mm-hmm. and that was not true here like neither side was hostile in, in including some traditionally hostile people yeah on both sides on both sides well there was someone named matt dates and he i think he's right wing is he right wing yeah and he's kind of nuts 
And he was like, I've witnessed some stuff. Some people have brought stuff to me. I've seen yep. some stuff. And I just was like, this is weird. Like, and then there's a lady who I'm pretty sure is Democrat. And she is like, we need to find out more information. We need, you know, yep. and they're kind of on the same team about this. And I was really surprised because I would have thought like maybe Burchett and Luna would have been like, oh, you know, let me give you the softballs here. And then I thought everyone else would kind of like pick at their stories. People aren't picking at their stories. They're only really searching for more information. And sometimes it's a little slanted because there's one guy whose name I didn't write down. Um, but everybody knows him. And he's like, did you guys, you know, he's the one that's like, did you guys feel you're in danger? Did you guys feel like these had a, um, a le- that the sightings are leaning towards trying to find out government secrets? Yes, yes, yes. Did you guys feel like they had a nuclear leaning? Yes, yes, yes. Like, because apparently most of these sightings is were around places of national defense. Military bases. Military bases yep. or um, nuclear places, like, that have nuclear weapons or... Actually, I think that was it. Just nuclear weapons. Yeah, so the majority of them... So they came out with a report. Um, this uh, new UAP task force that David Grush was a part of. They came out with a report in 2021 and then one in 2022. And in 2021, they went back and said from 2000 to 2021, we've had um, like 144 reports. And then in... Uh, 2022, between 2021 and 2022, all of a sudden they started getting tons more reports. So once they opened it up, said, "Hey, it's fine to you know report about UAP stuff," the r- reports start coming in, and the majority of them were. Uh, here's here's a quote from their study: "Is UAP sightings also tended to cluster around U.S. training and testing grounds?" And to me, my initial thought, like, ta-da, mm-hmm. you know, there it is. We found, you know, we found out what's going on. But all, there is absolutely no acknowledgement that anything to do, you know, any U.S. testing technology is involved in this by anybody, which you would kind of expect. But uh, they also did, like, a breakdown and put a report. And so they had, like, five categories, airborne clutter, natural atmospheric phenomena, uh, government development programs, foreign adversary systems, and other. And they tried to start breaking everything Ooh, up into I wonder one of those what's categories. In other. So other was basically, we don't know. Oh, we cannot yeah. classify that. And half the things fall in the, oh, we no. don't know. So they <laughs> literally classified tons. And, and like the majority of them, I think, are, they're like, yeah, that's a balloon or a balloon-like object is what <laughs> a balloon-like entity is what the report says. They got, you know, clutter, they got things like, you know, birds, they got things like okay, that's that is a plane or that is, that a, is a drone, drone. you know, they have those sort of things. Uh, I have looked in the sky and I have seen some wackadoo stuff. And I'm like, "Oh, well somebody must know what that is." And then I dismiss it and walk in my house, right? Because it probably is just a plane that's a lot higher yeah. And, you know, it probably is just 
what, whatever. I did have a funny experience the other day where I went out onto my back porch and there was a drone above my house. <laughs> and it was, it was just, just sat there for like five minutes, but it was on the 4th of July. So I think they were trying to get video of the valley, yeah. like, and like seeing the, the fireworks, but. I guess my house had a really good view if you were a hundred feet above it. <laughs> uh, but, but it, yeah, it really is interesting that they've started to become more open and they put out this report, but for them to go out and say, you know, these tend to cluster around U.S. training and testing facilities. Well, that's another thing that confuses me about Graves, the guy. Yeah. Because he has a reporting website. And so I say, hey, you could get this information from Graves, which, you know, shouldn't there be more people than the 366 reports? Like, if they're giving it to him, he should have more information about the types of things people are seeing. He doesn't say anything. Well, he does bring up some saying that there are some consistencies with some of the reporting. But like on like you were saying, you go to that website, you know, this is supposed to be a transparency. Let's yes. There's no That's, transparency on the no. website. Like I honestly was expecting to go there and be able to read and oh yeah, and find potentially out see what the videos. Are, what and, should I be looking for if yeah. <laughs> if, if there's all of these sightings? Because I live right next to a nuclear facility. Like, shouldn't I know what is there? But I and I'm just kidding. But um, so to me, someone. I don't even know if it was you. I don't know how this came into my head. But I was like, if this is, I think it was you. You said, I think this is this could be an excuse to cover up government technological advances. Yeah. And I thought, if Graves has a website where people report, and now everybody knows about this website, wouldn't that be a great way to keep track of whether or not people know about your technology, whether or not they see it, whether or not they, like... If, yep. if you have this thing, but you're not telling anybody about it and you're not telling anyone what they've seen and you're not, you know, nothing is like to feed the frenzy. Because honestly, this UFO stuff is a bit of a feeding frenzy for people that believe in it. Yeah, it started up more recently and that's why they're doing all the congressional hearings. Yeah. And they've gone in phases. This has happened before. I mean, look at us. Before. Look at us. Yeah. Talking about we're it. We're out and we're not the only ones. <laughs> Everybody, this is the coolest thing to talk about now. <laughs> That's right. But uh, unless you wanted to get into some, I wanted to get into some history related to some stuff around Oh, I've this. got some history. Let's do it. So in the 1950s, well, even going back to the 40s, so in 1947, you 30. had the Roswell. You know the first sighting was in 1930. So. In Italy. You can Mussolini. even go back. In fact, in Italy, they said they recovered something. Yes. But you can go back and find stuff going back to like prehistoric sort of times well how do you think the the pyramids that's I right mean, of all the technological advances they can make it from one country i mean one planet to another planet so they make something out of a stone. big old stack <laughs> of rocks uh, triangles <laughs> most basic formation <laughs> that you could possibly stack rocks in. so <sighs> in the in the 1940s there was a the Roswell yep. thing, and they talked about like flying saucers. Well, if you go back and look at some, uh, um, yeah, they have pictures, some the, pictures, the released like CIA documents, there's a bunch of stuff around like flying saucers. Mm -hmm. So, 
there apparently was like a German program to create uh, a, a flying saucer, and they said they oh. were successful, and that three scientists that were involved with that kind of got away. One went to the United States, oh, one went to the Soviet word. Union, and one disappeared. I did hear a little bit about this, and but the, I didn't realize it connected this Yeah, way. so the, they said the, the Soviets, when they were coming in to Germany, uh, I think, I can't remember the town, Breslau, something like that. But anyway, that, that where they were doing this research, the Soviets ended up there first, similar to when the, with the rockets in the space race, the Soviets come in, the U.S. went in, Project Paperclip, and tried to get all the scientists, but the Soviets physically ended up where everything was being done and kind of ransacked the place and took a, a lot of the technology. That is how they got so ahead in that space race, yeah. because of the technology that they took at the time. And, and the U.S. got, you know, top scientists, you know, that was how the U.S. got uh, the majority of their yeah. program. So supposedly they the Germans had uh, they had uh, I'm gonna I gotta find the guy's name even though it's not really important but they had a scientist who said that in 1941 they started their program in 1945 they flew their first test mission and in 1947 we had the Roswell incident and in 1947 we had the Roswell incident and you get into it um, Do you they have a bunch of drone? documentation that suggests. Pilot driven or is this drone? Uh, I th- you can have pilots because let me get you into something. Uh, you went farther down this hole than I did. The because what I wanted was a parallel between what's happening now, and one of the things that I find really interesting is if you were to talk about say alien technology, you know, from another planet, and they've got to come here over the course of say, you know, fifty years, seventy years, I would not expect alien technology to change that much but the reports that we see now of uaps are nothing like the uap reports that happened in the 50s but our technology has shifted a bunch in that time too maybe the aliens have it and it, it is very possible maybe they've had that their maybe own. the aliens <laughs> who already knew how to fly from a star four billion light years away or not light years four billion miles away somehow in that 50 years, you know, their technology changed to a level of, say, flying saucers to flying Tic Tacs, or mm-hmm. uh, they also had kind of light-based ones. Yes. It's possible. But it is possible. There's a uh, fellow by the name of Leon Davidson who worked at Los Alamos, and he basically came out in the 50s and was saying um, this, this flying saucer stuff isn't real. Like, this is this is not... Uh, it's a cover-up. You know, for the, the U.S. is essentially blaming it on aliens when it's their own technology. They're doing this flying saucer oh, research. Oh, I definitely heard this theory. And he's saying, this is a, you know, it became clear early in the 1950s that the CIA, specifically Alan Dulles, had used legitimate flying saucer events as a tool in the Cold War. And he used, you know. Well, it is actually, in some ways, because consp- I'm in conspiracy mode, um, to calm the public by saying, hey, this is, 
this isn't the Soviet Union. Yeah. This is something from outer space. Because Which nothing the- would be more, <laughs> like, this isn't the Soviets. That's this is some technologically superior race that can fly... So don't be afraid. <laughs> but it was a technologically superior race that was flying it. But we don't know anything about them. So it, But it didn't, I bet it made people less afraid of Russia, which would have been terrible. So I don't know for sure if it did or, or not. But he, what this guy Davidson is saying is that it's essentially a, a, a way to kind of fool the Soviets into oh thinking that into thinking something else. I mean, America's technology. uh, Like he he ended he came up with and he explains a lot of the things with with you know like here's stuff that's happening with radar because people are saying look it's showing up on radar and he's saying here's how you trick radar we have these things called electric countermeasures and we know how to do and he came up with the you know. Electric countermeasures, ECM plus CIA equals UFO. And he's saying, like, they're just tricking you into thinking that these are, you know, alien craft. When I can tell you, because I'm working on the program, these are not alien craft. And he's saying that. And there's even a document that you can find on the CIA uh, website uh, that says, and here's... Um, there's a couple quotes from that that I want to uh, read. So these are documents where the CIA is talking about flying saucers. They said, a, fr- a fair proportion of our population is mentally conditioned to the acceptance of the incredible. In this fact lies the potential for the touching off of mass hysteria and panic. And then they go on to say, a study should be instituted to determine what, if any, utilization could be made of these phenomena by United States psychological warfare planners. Interesting. And then he talks about potentially using that for defense, you know, like people could use this against us as well. So if we start freaking out the United States that there are indeed aliens, then we can fly a can across Russia and freak them out too. And we could fr- we could freak <laughs> out, you know, Russia, which... You want to, I got a crazy story about that too, but we'll talk There's about that There's a lot later. of crazy stories about Russia and about China. Yeah, I didn't find much about China, but I found a doozy about Russia. I guess all I heard about China is that they have, China and Russia and the United States all have UFO programs. crash site or crash recovery programs. Yep. Yeah. And... Um, maybe that's why they all, Russia and China, started their space force so early. That could be. It's because they're going to fight those aliens. That's with right. With their balloons, which look surprisingly similar to the balloon, I mean, to the space uh, encounter that was had over New York in the 1990s. They look an awful lot like the space balloons from China. <laughs> they they uh, really did, and that's what I find interesting with the flying saucer things is uh, the you know the alien technology now is so different than flying saucers, but the flying saucer matched exactly what was being researched at the mm-hmm. time in the United States. In fact, if you go up and look up something called the Avro car, it was a Canadian device that they were making. I'll I'll show you a picture. What what year was the Avro car made? Uh, so I think it was. 
Um, oh my word! And and, and it that looks... is exactly exactly. So what it is is it is um, a concept car that was built, and it says the first flight was in 1959. Um, it's a disc-shaped aircraft, the same basic shape as a frisbee. It looks like a UFO. And on the side of it, it says U.S. Air Force, U.S. Army. There was a guy who was saying that he had visited something and he'd seen a UFO inside and it said U.S. Air Force, U.S. Army on the side. And that and was. I'm like, I bet it was this freaking Afro car. We identified it. <laughs> Take the unidentified part off. <laughs> but it really isn't. But the problem is, like, you go watch um, the video of this thing flying and it does not fly very high. But I think that might be a safety thing because if you go read, you can go look it up. It's on Wikipedia, and some of this matches what the CIA documents that were they were talking yeah. about the German program. In the German program, they're saying this they got it up to a, a speed of thirteen hundred miles per hour, which is Whoa. very very fast. Yeah. In the video, and, and what this Avro car, they got it up to thirty five miles per hour. And they didn't have it go very high, but oh, the theoretical height is 10,000 feet for this. I had never heard of it. I hadn't either. It reminds me of the Jetsons car. Maybe it, the Jetsons. Yeah, it has a very similar uh, look and feel, but it was just one of those things that I'm thinking, uh, when they first started having some of these, you know, people would see these sightings of, flying saucers and it would it did indeed fly america has had a flying car now america and has like, had Where's a flying, flying car? car and they're like back in the 50s that's right where we, we left it we lost our flying car ability yeah it says the last flight was in 1962 but so, it, it was interesting because hmm. you get these you know once a couple reports come out then tons of people start seeing things yeah. which is what's happening kind of right now is the Reports have started the increase where the this new department says they get fifty to a hundred reports every month, and only two to five percent they identify as unidentified. Mm-hmm. The rest they can just kind of look at and go, yeah, that's a that's a bird, that's a plane, that's whatever. Well, because World War Two ended in nineteen forty-five, which means then we have the dispersal of the scientists, yeah, which must be where we got our Avro car. Um, but because of this. Um, change in technology there was a dramatic increase in ufo sightings after the roswell incident 1947 so they create different panels of groups to to figure out what these are and they said that they had between 1000 and 2000 reports of ufos over the time that they have this organization and it kind of goes a couple of different ways they have project grudge and they have the Robertson panel. Um, the Robertson panel was kind of wanted to see what people were seeing, and they wanted to know if they could get the technology before the Soviets, and that was important to them. But Project Grudge, which was fairly similar in nature, um, in the sense that they wanted to find out about what was what the, what was happening. Um, but there was a sighting of UFOs over Washington D.C. in 1952. And so that's when they started this Project Grudge. And then they turned it into Project Blue Book, which lasted until the 70s, I think. It was the late 60s. Oh, it was the late 60s. They brought it up in a 
congressional hearing in the 70s. Yeah, so they closed it down in 1969. Mm -hmm. And when they closed that down, basically what they did is they took their information. They went to the, I think, the University of Colorado or something. They said, you know, write, write up, you know, something. And they did and just said, look, there's no, we can't. Confirm. Confirm. You know, basically not. what we've seen provides no threat to the United States, and what we've seen provides no evidence of extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. Which is exactly what was said by the current UAP panel last week when they had a congressional hearing, and they're like, we can't, you know, we don't have anything that says that it is. We're not going to say that it's Yeah, that there it's were not, people who but... countered and said, you know, how could this not be a national security thing, mm -hmm. you know, if somebody with this technology attacked us could we you know defend them you know, and defend everyone was it? like no yeah no forget it we don't have anything that could take care of this and i'm like maybe we're the ones that have the technology i know and, and that's what i kind of wonder about with a lot of the stuff because if you look into there are potential explanations that people come up with and some of it seems legit and some of it is is harder to believe but so what is your explanation of all of this uh, I I really am of the opinion that this is again uh, U.S. technology that's being developed and tested. And what one of the things that I've seen is um, plasma, so and holograms. So you can watch videos of them making holograms or using plasma. And they put out a report a couple of years ago about the plasma. And what the they do with the plasma is they kind of it's just I don't know superheated ion sort of thing, and, and they can make it look like things. The the crazy thing about the plasma though is it looks like lights. You know, it looks kind of like neon lights, which are actually reported a lot in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't look like say metal. Like mm -hmm. you know, you wouldn't mistake this, and so. For an explanation for the TikTok video, it, or TikTok video. I was going to say, I'm like, I don't know the TikTok video. The, the TikTok <laughs> video looks like a white-ish, you know, grayish object. But it's in black and white, and that's frustrating. Yeah. Because they have it in their radar-ish type of stuff. And the video isn't even as cool as what the, um, what the pilots say it looks like, because yeah. the video is designed to keep the object in focus and whatever, so you don't. A lot of the movements and stuff don't look dramatic in the video, but the pilots are saying, no, this is going all over, and the, the camera is just following it. And so the, all you're seeing is this object in the middle of the screen, yeah. and they're saying it's moving around, but the camera is just trained to follow it. So you, you don't get to see the cool stuff that it's doing. But you can I, – I don't know – what happens on, say, radar or anything like that with this. And same thing with hologram. But when that pilot is saying, oh, you can see there's the, in the clear water, there was like water disturbance, you would need some point of transmission, you know, somewhere. So the way the holograms and the plasma stuff works is you, it takes a lot of potential, you know, energy, electricity, and you're essentially like beaming out something. So you need a place to beam that from. To me, the submarine um, theory would work is you're kind of essentially just pointing what is similar to lasers in the sky, which would also explain why 
You don't see any propulsion. You don't need any wings because it's not uh, a physical thing. It can go from zero to... But plasma would get off, give off a heat true. signature, and true. they said there was no heat Plasma signature. would give off a heat. Holograms, I don't think would, but no. I don't know what the technology on holograms is because with the plasma article that I read, they were saying that the what they were currently doing, this was several years ago, had ranges of 100, you know, something meters, but that they anticipated miles in the future. And so that would potentially work and you could make something look like it's going extremely fast or go up and down without it defying the laws of physics because it's not moving it's just changing where lasers are pointing essentially in depth and in breadth yeah and, and so you could make, make something look like it's moving crazy fast like without mission it. impossible when they have the big film that's at the end of the yeah. hallway and they move forward and change it based on where your eyes are and I have nothing to to really back this up aside from that research is being done currently by the Navy. They have, you can go find tons of articles about them using stuff like that where they've got, like, U.S. Navy creates plasma UFOs as an article from Forbes, but they can produce 3D images that look like physical sort of things. And, Interesting, and I don't know what all you know, because one of the things that these people are saying, and you don't have any of this data. This data isn't public, but they're saying there are readouts. You know, they have radar, and they have other readouts from their uh, you know machines. Because I think they they got these planes flying, these military planes, but they also have are a lot of times near military bases, so yeah. they have some information. But they don't; they aren't really sharing that right now, which is one of the things that might come about with these congressional hearings: is that they say, "All right, give that to scientists. You know, whatever you got, put it out there." So that's one of the things that I think. So I, I'm going to let you finish, though. I'm not going to interrupt you. Do you have any more? So I mean, <laughs> I got a bunch of stuff because one of the things that I really do want to talk about is the I got two things that I wanted to talk about before we were done. Mm -hmm. One of them was there was, and, and this came out very recently as well, a member of um, Canada's parliament uh, by the parliament. name of... Parliament. I love the way you said uh, Larry McGuire. He wrote a letter to the um, Secretary of Defense for Canada. And this letter was made public. And in this letter, he's basically saying... Based on what's happening with the U.S., where this information is now being made public, we need to make our information public or we will lose face. And just so you know, Mr. Secretary of Defense, you do not know what's going on. Whoa. You are not, you do not have the level of clearance. And he goes on to say... Can you imagine the Secretary of Defense yeah. not having the level of clearance? And he says... Um, Two specific quotes from his letter. Defense Research and Development Canada are in possession of recovered UAP material. And but this, was it the Americans, Arvo, Can, Ar, Arvo? The AARO? <laughs> oh, actually, that was Canada's. 
Uh, But then he says, this recovered foreign material is studied through the Five Eyes Foreign Material Program. Whoa. And the Five Eyes is uh, five nations, the U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia, New Zealand. And he's saying, we have material. Now, he just calls it foreign material, which doesn't necessarily mean alien. It could be be Russia. Russia, China, whatever. But he's saying... This information is going to come out. We need to come out and be honest or else we're going to lose face. And we have this. And so he's trying to set up something so that they can. So does the secretary say, okay, show me. Yeah, that's what I would expect. get me the clearance. And you have, there's (laughs) no, in any of the things, you don't see any response. All you see is this letter was sent. So what, what to make of it, I don't know, but it's one of those, here's a, corroborating sort of thing that potentially matches up with what Grush is saying that we have stuff that can't be explained and not everybody in the government knows about it and and it was yeah. just one of those things that I thought because uh, in my head I'm being very dismissive like I don't think there's extraterrestrials here none of the behavior makes any sense to me which... it doesn't seem foreign as in like alien it doesn't seem alien Mm -hmm. it does potentially seem like it could be like a psyop sort of thing from say you know russia or china where that like that would potentially make sense uh it being a psyop from the u.s also makes sense to me but i have no what i honestly think is um it's just people have seen uh, what would be top secret programs, you know, like we're developing this yeah. technology. Somebody saw this technology. We didn't really want them to. So we're happy to let them think that it's, you know, aliens. Alien technology. And I have no idea if there's any truth behind that, but that's my initial, you know, that's my professional assessment. Okay. Are you ready for mine? Cause yeah. I'm so excited. I, here's mine. We have a war starting with China where we've been investing tons of money into military bases on other people's countries. Okay, that's a that's a ton of money, and we live in the current United States in which nobody can even misgender somebody. They ain't nobody getting ready for no wars here in the United States. Okay, so here's my conspiracy theory, and the thing that connects the dots for me is I believe that Graves and Grush are both plants put in because when you watch these men talk they speak with confidence and they speak with clarity in a way that I'm like I'm sorry like you're it's too much and it's also not enough like too much confidence and not enough confidence if you ever talk to somebody who really believes in aliens they're fairly desperate to get you to believe in these aliens because nobody has believed them and you enter into an area of desperation. These men are, they have their pointed mission and they are free to lie under it and they're fine. And I think Grush is farther in than I think Graves is in. And so I think Fravor is just explaining his experience and I think he's just there. But the reason I say this is because I think the government gets in trouble for having a lot of their funding for the Department of defense go missing and i think this is the way that they say how do we increase spending 
and give it a label and it's a label that Russia's not terrified about and China's not insulted by and the Americans aren't up in arms about and they might think it's a waste of money. They might think it's stupid, but it's still money that's going to the Department of Defense because what struck me as interesting is you have Burchett and he is saying, I think he's a patsy. I think he and Luna were also selected to be the weirdos to talk about this. But he's saying we need to get more funding to this. We need to get this is really important. And I thought, to me, that's the ticket. To me, they have said, I mean, whether your stuff's true or not about the technology or about what they found, I think they are muddying the waters and getting it up because I think they want to smoke screen the fact that they are putting so much spending towards this war we're hoping we don't actually have. And, and I think Grush is in on it. Absolutely. I think Graves is in on it. I think he's less in on it, but I think he's in on it. And I think that Fravor's not. See, and one of the things that I kind of think with those sort of theories is in my head, I think they don't need to be in on it. They could just be their but own stupid patsies. Are. Because I'm not sure. Because one of I the things that I think with, if you were to take somebody and put them in front of Congress, they might speak the same way these guys are speaking. But you can't even get Burchett to speak that way. And Burchett has no information except for what Grush and Graves and Fravor are telling him. Right. So you even have Matt But Gates. Grush has no information but what other people are telling him, according to himself. That's what I'm saying. And they can't not speak with emotion, and they cannot speak. They are speaking in the ways of people who are like, can you believe this? But Grush and Graves are not. And if you take what they're saying and you give it a different topic and you say, um, I don't, I can't think of when a marching band went through downtown, right? That's not a big deal. Burchett says, oh my gosh, a marching band went through downtown. Can you believe it was the middle of the night? Why did they do that? And then you have Grush who's like, and a marching band, they went through downtown. And I'm like, sorry, the way you're saying that says to me that you know why they went downtown. You know exactly why that was picked at that exact time. And you are trying to make sure everybody knows that you guys put the marching band downtown. And, and that is one. But I also think if, if you were to put somebody in a position, essentially like they're in court, where you're sitting down in the pit talking to the judge. But and the, the judge, judge says, tell me about the marching band. Surprised. You don't talk like a normal person. But but the, the, the questioners, the people asking questions and and right. And even the um, interviewer of the, the News Nation program, which um, I recommend watching, he is he's questioning him and he's always got an answer. Got his- there and should it is, be some times where you don't have an answer for this. And it's very it robotic. Like all of Grush's stuff is, is like a pretty robotic yes. response to to pretty much every question. And it's always caveated. In what I've seen, yes. In you know, and he's always caveating where if you are dead set that this is a serious thing, you don't caveat anymore. You just say, Yes, I believe that. Yes, I believe that. Yes, I believe that. And you can, you know, occasionally break in with a, I, I've seen stuff, you know, but you don't caveat See, everything. And, and my and problem is I've met people who talk that way. Well, that is interesting because and, and I... they were military people 
and it is very odd to like you don't have conversations with them because they don't talk in conversations hmm. but they're very I, I don't know if this was like drilled into them or whatever but it's almost like they're talking to a superior officer always but i live with somebody with massive amounts of mental illness <laughs> and i'm lied to all the time <laughs> And I think, I don't know, there is something here that makes me think he knows exactly what's going on and he's okay with it. And and so that's my... And, and that definitely this. could be because one of the things that I was thinking is, is funding. Is this is a very yeah. good way to get funding is to say, look, national defense is at risk and potentially worldwide, you know, like we'd have no idea. There is no amount of money you should not spend to save the world. They are all three of them. All three of them are like, this is a national defense issue. This is a national defense issue. If it is from space, it is, it's from foreign countries. It is, if it's just flight, it's all a national defense issue. And I'm like, I don't disagree with that, but it's being pushed in a way that I'm like, surely someone else is like, and this is an education issue. And this is a, you know, like it has to be something else, but they're like, no, it all comes back. It definitely could be that this is an attempt to secure more funding. And that would make a a lot of sense. It just makes more sense to me. But I often think I'm right, and I am constantly told by my children and husband that I am not always right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I had one last crazy story to bring up before uh, I'm done. And and there there was an article in uh, the J-Post, the Jerusalem Post, in just the last couple days, and uh, as well as a, a testimony given to U.S. Congress by a fellow by the name of George Knapp. And George Knapp has been an investigative reporter for yes. 20, 30 plus years, worked mostly, I mean, not mostly about UFOs, but he uh, counts himself as the reporter who's reported most on UAPs or UFOs. And he gave a statement to Congress where he said, you know, he's been interested in this in a lot for a long time. In 1993, after the collapse of the Soviet Union and things started opening up, he, uh, so first off, he talked with Harry Reid, a U.S. senator from Nevada, former U.S. senator, who became a big UFO sort of person. And he had these contacts in the government that got him in contact with... Harry Reid was a UFO person? Yep. He, Mm. which you can get into some crazy stuff there, but he put a bunch of bills into Congress and got a bunch of funding back in the uh, like 2000s to for UFOs like before the current craze happened he well, was that's cuz they're in Nevada and that's where coincidentally a lot of that funding went to Nevada but <laughs> anywho but so what this guy is saying is that he talked to some Russians and they said that there was I forget the year it might be in there but uh there was a period of time where the Soviets saw some uh, UAPs mm-hmm. over one of their bases, and these UAPs were able to take control of their ICBMs yep. and launch the ICBMs 
with, without any. I don't think they actually launched. I believe they started the launch. They started they the launch. They initiated the launch. Yeah. But they, the whole system shut down right before the launch happened. And they went after these UAPs and tried to shoot them out of the air Punched and were high. not able to get anywhere close. And then they basically said, no more firing at the UAPs. Because they said that they had 49 maybe interactions with these type of things, with these UAP UFOs, and that they had people die. That they would bring back the airplanes and they would be, I forget the word they used, but essentially like pockmarked. Where they had, the whatever word they used, I was like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, what does that mean? But... um they were essentially pockmarked from something. And then they had two, three planes go down, but only two pilots die. And they're like, don't, don't interact with these anymore. Yeah. They uh-huh. said that, you know, they're not attacking us. There's potential danger to attacking them. So don't attack them anymore. And that, it was just one of those things that uh, could most definitely be, you know, a psyop or, you know, they could just yes. be lying, whatever. Well, you know, the same thing happened in the United States. But if it's true, you know, like if any of the stuff is true, and that's what's so crazy about this congressional hearing is you got uh, essentially three main arguments is one is there is a conspiracy by the United States government to hide the fact that they have alien technology. Or there is a conspiracy by the U.S. government to either you know, get funding or essentially to defraud the American people by claiming that there are UAPs or it's crazy people. Well, so the same thing happened in the United States with the nuclear silos that are in Montana, but it didn't initiate a launch sequence. It just shut the silos down. These, These flying objects were near them. The silos shut down. They couldn't get it back operational until these flying objects left. But, you know, that could also be, you know, uh-huh, it happened to us too, you know, like. It also could be know. something along the lines of let's test to see if we can shut down oh, yeah, one of these true. things and find out. And if we can, then we know we could shut it down. And we're not going to tell, you know, these people that yeah. we're doing it. We're but just going to. Why in the world would all of these countries be like. Let's all keep it hush hush. Like that's like, one of the things that I, I don't, don't understand. understand with a lot of it is mm-hmm. the let's all keep it hush hush. And when you talk about say the fifties with the flying saucers, where you're like, oh yeah, that's our technology that we're trying to develop, and we don't want other people to know. That makes sense that you would want to keep that secret. Well, but if this... it's not your technology, why would you want to keep this secret? Well, because Grush too. One of the weird things I thought about Grush is he was saying. That there's a good chance that Russia is working already with the alien technology and that 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 they're working with the aliens. And so, it was like, sorry, like, no. <laughs> like, there's a good chance. And, and I think a lot of that is just because of some of these stories or it really just could be, you know, if well, you want more money, you say the Russians or the Chinese are already here. You better spend the money or else they'll get there yeah. first. Yeah. So, uh, like, it would make sense to say that as far as as part of a ruse or whatever. Well, in this day and age, too, because he says there's tons of videos, tons of evidence, and I think then where is it on TikTok? Where is it on YouTube? Because I don't know if you've met anyone right now 
But if they see a funny looking caterpillar, it is on YouTube and TikTok and social media. There, there are actually several. There's, from what I know, four main uh, big sightings. So that Tic Tac video yep. is gone kind of viral. People are talking yeah. about that. There's one they call uh, the gimbal video. And it. I watched it like it's nothing. But there was uh, one not too long ago called like Mojave it happened in the Mojave Desert, and it was a bunch of, like, Marines that took cell phone video. And that, I think, is all over, like, TikTok and other places like that. Like that and yeah, it's but on... if, 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 if you say, like, in the 1950s that you're getting a 1,000 people, yeah. or they say 50 They say now people. we're getting 50 to 100 every yeah, month. Where's where is it? And exactly. I mean, you can't really take and a good video of some. the moon, so maybe you just can't get a good video or good picture of the moon. So maybe it's that kind of thing. But And they say a lot of them happen at night. So this one in the Mojave Desert happens at night. It, mm-hmm. it was, I think, like 8.30, but I don't know what time of year. But the you, you see like something like six lights or whatever in kind of a triangle shape. Uh-huh. But they, it does get light enough where you can see kind of the outline of a like a triangle, and it's just hovering in the air for like ten minutes. Yeah. And people are like, things don't do that, you know. Like people are saying those lights could be flares, and like flares don't hover, you yeah. know, they don't do that. And so people don't really have good explanations that, but there are videos out there, and some of it, I think. The, the number of fake videos yes. is going to go Especially skyrocketing. now when yeah. you can just be like, hey, AI, yep. make me a fake video that looks real. Though don't film it in good quality because right. we don't want that. <laughs> we People want, will we know want it's Bigfoot fake. level quality. We want... <laughs> oh, Bigfoot turns off um, cameras and electronics too. Maybe he is the alien. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he crash landed in Roswell, got out, ran off. Started, but he had his family with him. They started a whole family. Here we go, guys. <laughs> we figured it we out. Figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell my family I love them. <laughs> but yeah, this was an interesting one. But just having you know, that congressional hearing happen, and this all of a sudden become like a, a mainstream sort of thing oh, yeah. again. We thought it would be fun to talk about. I think it is fun. It is fun. Because regardless of what, like I said, like it, for conspiracy sort of people, there's a conspiracy here somewhere. It's yeah. either that we're hiding aliens or that we're, we're pretending, pretending we're hiding we're aliens. Or, you know, we've got this technology that can do pretty cool stuff that we're hiding. You know, whatever mm-hmm. it is, something is going on. Yep. And I, you know, the the reporter said it best when he said, maybe he's just a confident, well-spoken military officer who's lost his mind. And it's it very possible. well could be. <laughs> but the problem is, like, there are some that I believe. That David Fravor guy. Oh, yeah. I truly. would have a very hard time not believing him just That's based on the way he, he acted. he didn't adjust his language in any way. He, he basically talking in a way that he, he's very open to acknowledging that it sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Rush, the, I know he's got to pretend that, you know, and, I know he's got to pretend And Rush doesn't come himself. across as like, I don't know what the heck's going on. Yeah. Like, something weird is going on. He comes across very much in the, he knows a, a different manner. Who knows what he knows. Because yeah. he can't get into the darn skit. 
That's right. <laughs> yet. All thanks so much for joining us and take off those tinfoil hats before you go out in the sun or you're going to boil your brain. <laughs> See ya. Bye.